Yes, welcome to episode eight of the 2019 series of What the Football. As usual, I'm your host, Patrick, and joining me are our regular hosts in Con and Liam. How's it, boys? Seventh heaven, Pat. Seventh heaven. Oh, he had to throw it in there early, didn't he, Pat? It's good to be back. Yeah, well, I hope, hope to diminish his enthusiasm a little bit later on with one of my what the football moments. But have you seen the the week panning out so far? I mean, it's it's a week where I've got all my tips right, every single one of them, and there's only one match left. You're on fire, Pat. Yeah, I'm like, is it... eight out of nine so far. I'm also mm-hmm. doing well, so seems to be an easy tipping week by the sounds of it. And Liam, you're finding it. As expected. Well, I'm. I'm also. I think I've got eight. So, but I think we. Everyone still had to pick the draws. So, they're always yeah. the ones that kind of get people a bit um, by surprise. But I think uh, this week's been a quite predictable week to me. To be fair, if everyone is picking the getting the high end of the market. Oh, do you hear that sound? Is it a bird? When we gear up. No, it's not a plane. It is WTF moments. The moments that made us all sit up and say, what the football just happened then? <laughs> now, now, I might kick this off seeing Conroe's Liverpool. And Liverpool had a... Uh, Massive blockbuster win against the newly promoted Sheffield United. My second favourite team, who I must admit gave a very good account of themselves. Sure. Um, and, and Liverpool, I think, would would go away feeling very lucky to get the result. I, I think, uh, I think all the better chances really fell Sheffield United's way, and it was just just one moment, which which cost them a WTF moment. But that's not my WTF moment. Although it is linked, my WTF moment is Mo Salah. Now, I've been watching him closely this season, and and, and to to be honest, a little bit late last season. I'm getting concerned. I mean, my WTF moment is how crap is Mo Salah playing at the moment? He is, he is, and, and, and this is a sort of stupid thing, someone like, uh, Andy Hinchcliffe or someone like uh, Glenn Hoddle will come up and say and get absolutely slaughtered by the media. That's fine. If the media are listening to me, I'll stick my neck out, get slaughtered. But he is playing rubbish football. He is, he is doing, trying to do the spectacular every single time he gets a ball. And he's losing it nine times out of ten. And I think he's lucky that he had that really good year last year because if I was watching him play his soccer right now, he'd be almost dragged off the field. If I didn't know how good he was and what what his high, what his ceiling is, I, I just think he's people like Mane. Mane used to be the unpredictable one. Mane is the one who is doing the team thing every time, and 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 doing the responsible thing and laying it off and playing the playing the bit more composed and patient build up type of football. Salah does a a flick every single time he gets it, tries to beat two guys, tries to play the, the impossible killer ball. I, I don't know. Is he trying too hard? Has the opposition figured out how to mark him? Because they are marking him really heavily now, no matter where he goes. And, and am I just 
jumping at shadows and thinking and, and, and perhaps, perhaps going off on a jumping off the deep end and, and saying something which I shouldn't hear. But is his form worrying you at all, Con? Yeah, let Connell defend no. his beloved son. I'm not going to defend Salah, but I will say I think you're going probably a bit too far. There's no, there's no two ways about it. If I look at Salah, he started most seasons, even when he first joined us and he scored. By the way, he's done it two seasons in a row, Pat, not one, just to be clear. Um, the first season he scored 48 goals or whatever it was. The second season was 28 or there and thereabouts. Um, he always starts off slow. He starts off in this period of kind of taking or getting chances again on Saturday, a clear chance, miss it. Um, and then he sort, sort of gets the ball rolling after a few games. I'm not too concerned. To be honest, even if Salah's not creating, just his mere appearance on the field is enough to create danger. Our front three is that electrifying that if one doesn't get you, the other one will. So I'm not too concerned with Salah. He still gets the chances. At the end of the day, you, li- you listen to any manager and the, more, the bigger concern is when a player is not creating or, you know, getting in those positions to actually score. So it's just a matter of time before he does hit the ball, hit the ground running, get, get amongst the goals. I think he's got two or three this season already. So, no, I mean, from my end, not concerned at all. I think you'll see well, the, the best of him still to come. Pepe. No, Pepe is an unproven talent, mate. That is not a right comparison to make. So that's not the same thing. Yeah, the, the thing which gets me with him at the moment, which is a flaw in my somewhat controversial argument, is that he is still delivering, apart from last week, He's still popping up for the assist, a goal, and he should have had a goal last week. So I guess if you're, even if you're playing what to the eye to some could seem like rubbish football, but you're still scoring a goal every two games and an assist every other. That's right. You're you're going to keep, you're still going to be a very influential player. He obviously hasn't hit where he got to the last couple of seasons yet, but, but you're exactly right, Con. He, he always has started off slow, hasn't he? So I should put my head back in. And I mean, so, he's got yep. he's got four goals in seven games and three assists as well. So it's not for the lack of anything other than his finishing. He's had 21 shots per game. So, you know, at the end of the day, I still stick to it. He will. He's a goal machine. He'll continue scoring, and it's just a matter of time. But you agree he's not really playing that well, despite yes. the yeah yeah. Okay. No, I so do it's agree. Not, it's not by eye deceiving agree. me. No, no, he's definitely out of the front three. I would say the one that hasn't uh, hit the ground running from the start of the season. And um, having said that, the bar is so high with Salah because of those first two seasons that, and you know, you get these players like that, that anything less than what we expect them to get is, you know, we start going, oh, well, he's, he's just not performing. But four goals in seven games is probably not a bad return overall. Yeah, I, I admit I was trying to provoke a bit of controversy and I will <laughs> accept your explanation there, Con. Who's got another WTF moment for me? Lawler? Um, well, let's rattle a few cages again. VAR again on the weekend. Uh, what is it good for? Has it caused more fuss than what it's worth? I think over the weekend there was a couple of 
controversial calls in the Bournemouth game. Oh, but at the end of the day, an offside is offside. But a clear handball for the um, in the Wolves Wolves game there. What what is it doing? And at the start of the season, we were told any time a defender makes contact with the ball or the ball makes contact with them in the box, it's a penalty. However, when it goes the other way, it's um, it's given as whether it's actually making an impact or whether it was an accident. I don't know. That cross coming in clearly hits him on the hand. What is VAR doing? Well, it's a question that you guys might be able to answer, but. It seems like every week we just I know keep Pat, rattling I know, back to it. I know Pat hates this because we keep bringing it up, but I was actually, I'm just getting the shits with VAR myself, quite frankly, because it's, it's only making calls for offsides pretty much. And I wish they'd just say that so that we can move on and nobody can sit there hoping that uh, VAR will actually come in and make a decision on these penalties, which is clear. I mean, I, you say the Wolves game, I fully agree with you on that one. There was a clear bloody handball. The tackle on Mane in Saturday's game from Lundstrom, he was nowhere near the ball. No, he didn't get the ball. He hit the player. It's a penalty. There's been countless decisions endlessly every week with regards to tackles, and VAR just sits back. So the frustrating part is nobody has come out and said, we are only you know, judging offsides and nothing else. They're still telling us it's clear and obvious. Well, let me tell you something. It's bloody clear and obvious to the rest of us that you're doing nothing. So VAR for me is, at the minute is just confusing and perplexing at the same time and frustrating all in one. I love it how they put the positive spin on and say, we've got a high bar about what we are going to overall, as though it's a good thing. It's, yeah. I mean, they, they, their high bar is a low bar in terms of the integrity of their system that they've brought in. It is That's ridiculous. Right. So, it so is you're exactly right, Con. All it's doing is offsides, and uh, and I think we've just got to accept that. I just wish they'd come out and say that, though, Pat, because you're going to go into a game tomorrow morning watching Man United play uh, Arsenal. Something will happen, and you'll sit there. Biggest game of the weekend, by the way. So you'll sit there, and you will go... RVAR going to look. You know, you're going to have this, you're just going to hope that that's the game where they actually do something. And it's going to continue like that until somebody bloody comes out and says, no, we're not doing X, we're doing Y. Even though it looks like it's pretty obvious that all they freaking call on is offsides and nothing else. They're probably, you know what the issue is, they've taken that long with the protect, the protractor uh, to mark out <laughs> the red and blue lines on the freaking uh, offsides. <laughs> That they've forgotten about everything else that goes on in the game. It's just, it's so frustrating. But anyway. The worst thing will be when they actually do make, they pull a call out of nowhere. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. You go, Hang on, what's happened to the other 50 that you've just let go? It's going to exactly. be so controversial. Exactly. Well, hopefully it's in a big game and gives us something to talk about, like someone pulling on a shirt in the box or something, and they pull one back and Arsenal get a pen to win tomorrow morning or something like that. So. <laughs> There's like hope. That. <laughs> I like that. Con. Uh, yeah, it was actually about your team, Pat, or your second team, should I Sheffield say. Sheffield United, yes. Very, very impressed with Sheffield United. I'll tell you what, that is not an easy ground, and I I think a lot of teams will actually struggle to get points at Sheffield United. And when I say, I know they haven't, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have dropped a few points here and there at home. But I think to the big teams, similar to a Wolves scenario, they'll, they'll be very hard to beat. 
that was one of the ugliest. And I knew before the game it's going to be like that. I did not expect to go there and win 4-0 or anything like that. They are just a typical, well, was, to your point, English side, the way they play. That was the first tackling. time you beat them in quite some time as well. Yeah, but I'm, don't even compare all the teams to this Liverpool team. Yeah, it's, it's not even comparable. But I just think the way they play is, it's just so typical English. And they, they throw their bodies in. You've got everybody in sundry just throwing an arm and a leg and making a tackle. So, yeah, I think they're going to be very, very, very hard to beat over the season for some of the top teams. Like, I can yeah. see, I'll go on the limb and say Arsenal won't get anything from Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. <laughs> Probably not, especially <laughs> the way they set up. And I love yeah. the way they, they set up. And and I was, uh, I've actually been doing a bit of analysis between what Arsenal do and what other teams do, like Sheffield United. I'm going, why can't Arsenal defend like Sheffield United, <laughs> United do? You know what I mean? It seems to them, I'm going, well, we've got, we, we've got all these millions of dollars and to buy these, these defenders and midfielders. And yet these guys are defending. 20 times better than what we defend. But, but, but it comes back to expectation. It comes back to how teams will set up against you. So, so with, with Sheffield United, obviously teams set up to win because if, because a team like Liverpool going to Sheffield United, if they don't win, it's points dropped. And most teams will be yeah. setting up against newly promoted teams that way. So Sheffield United can afford to sit back and you'll notice for large portions of the Liverpool game, they've got, they've got Nine or ten men behind the ball. They they, they got the, they set up to a five at the back, four through the mid midfield, and uh, and then they've got the lone striker up there, um, yeah, and just 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 on halfway sort of thing. So and and they 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 seem really well drilled, which is which is fantastic because um, you're still going to be able to defend if if like. But 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 when but they actually they do everything with intent. And that's that's a key thing. They they defend with intent. They, they seem to know what they're doing. They, they, everyone shifts across to the right positions when the balls balls switch from one area to the other. When they tackle, they tackle with intent, and they and they and they all they tackle with two or three guys on them. They, they're man marking the right guys with intent and physicality. And then and then when they win the ball, gee, they break with intent. Like it, it wasn't like they were just committing one or two guys forward. When no. they won the ball, they, they committed that they they often had four and four or five or four and five, and they were they were stretching Liverpool. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys, so everything they do, they've got a plan. The team seems to know what they're doing. They've got a system, and they do to do it with a great in, a great greater deal of intent and intensity, which it, it's really good to watch. And and now my, my WTF moment is in terms of what Arsenal was doing. So. I told you too that I was going to analyze the last couple of games that we've played and figure out what are we doing with our defense. Oh, you've done um, some analysis and you've worked it out. I worked yeah, it and out. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I was hoping we wouldn't talk about Arsenal this week. <laughs> but this is very exciting, and and I've told I've told told Unai to have a listen before the game tomorrow. So we'll see if it changes in the Man United game, because for our listeners, this is recorded just on the eve of the Man United Arsenal game. So we're all, Liam and I, all very nervous and cons waiting and excited to watch it. Um, oh, so, it's the mid-table uh, clash of the season. So <laughs> Everyone's getting up for it. Okay, so Arsenal, the, the, the way we set up is that we can't sit back because other teams, both teams will be happy to sit back 
against us also, and so we'll end up getting getting lots of nil or draws because if they come to Arsenal and get a draw, that they're pretty happy. And if we go to them and they and get a draw, most teams are pretty happy. So so we can't sit back with ten men behind the ball like Sheffield United do and expect to get the results we need. Plus we've also got the style of footy, which uh sort of a bit of a mandate that we play an attractive style of football, which I think we should. So we can't really do that and sit back and play a dour counter-attacking game in some respect. Although some counter-attacking football is attractive, so but let's just put that to a side. So we we try and press, we try and dominate the game. But, we try to win the ball back as quickly as we can. So we've got our forwards and our midfielders pushing up into the opposition third, trying to win the ball. The problem comes is that we are, we also seem to be worried about getting caught for pace in our defence because, because the number of times I looked to see where the defensive line was and where the midfield line, midfield pressing line was, do you, do you want to know how far back they were? Have a guess. Five metres. Ten metres. Keep going. Keep going. Twenty. Keep going. Jeez. They, they, they were 30 metres behind where that midfield press was. You, you watch it. You watch it. Go, go, go through the first 20 minutes of, of Aston Villa or the, the the game the week before against Watford. So the midfield and forwards are pressing and they're halfway in the opposition half. So... The furthest back the defence should be would be halfway line. Even that would, to my mind, would be a little bit too far back. But they were almost halfway between the goalie and the halfway line. They're the halfway in their own half. So all the opposition need to do to beat the press is to poke a ball behind that midfield and have someone run onto it. And that's where we're getting beaten because we've got we've got 30 metres of space between the defence and the midfield, and you just can't. That's too hard to press. You, you need to have your guys probably 10 metres be behind that midfield press. Um, and if you're worried about the long ball over the top catching you out, that's what Leno's there for. I mean, that, that's why we got Leno. He's meant to be a sweeper keeper. He's meant to be the guy that's on the edge of the box, even in his own, even 20 metres out, just in the, just waiting for those long balls just to kick him away or sweep him up. Um, at the moment, we are trying to play to it. We're pressing at the front and we're dropping back in defence all at the same time. So I don't know why we're doing that, but it's not working and that's what needs to be fixed. Well, now that we know where everything has gone wrong, I really hope Emery was listening to that, Pat, because that, so that was a great analysis. Thank you, Liam. Yeah, I was hoping to Emery, uh, yeah, listening to you, Pat, because those were <laughs> pearls of wisdom you just gave. <laughs> Uh, do we have any more just as exciting what the football moments? Yeah, well, I um, I actually thought uh, I had a question: is 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 Brendan Rodgers is Brendan Rogers doing something special over at Leicester? What a performance over the weekend! To be fair, I mean he's playing what I consider one of the worst managers to ever grace the game in Steve Bruce at Newcastle. Um, but you know he's, he's getting the job done. They're sitting up in third position, I believe. Currently, they're starting to look like the, the the Leicester of old from a couple seasons ago, and they just seem to to be singing from a, the same hymn book in the way that they're playing. You've got Vardy on on all cylinders firing again, and defensively they're looking a bit sharp. So, you know, they could rustle some feathers, and maybe maybe I won't go as far as saying the top four, but definitely that top six could be in jeopardy.
teams like Arsenal and Manchester United might have to look over their shoulder. Piss off, mate. Uh, they, they are far away. Uh, dare I say, <laughs> Liam, better than us right now. Um, what, what yeah. I love about them, they are so well drilled. They know what they're doing. And, and I, I just don't think Arsenal know what we're doing at the moment, which, which is my biggest issue. We don't know if our players don't know how they're meant to be playing, what system they're meant to be playing. But, yeah. but, but, but going back to Leicester, I, I mentioned earlier that counter-attacking can be exciting. And Leicester play a very exciting brand of that counter-attacking football. And, and they are sort of caught, they, they perceived as a mid-table team, which allows them to counter-attack against teams like Tottenham with great effect. Um, and, gee, they, they've just got a really good mix. I mean, all, all of their players mm. are quite fun to watch, almost. Like, you just look at all of them and you go, you just enjoy watching them as a team and you're rooting for mm. them. So I, I love how they're playing. They're I agree, Con. They're quite exciting. I actually had the same point written down here. I just I thought Vardy's back at his best and maybe I underrated how good of a coach um, Rodgers is after his time at Liverpool. Um, he obviously did well there and got them to within touching distance, but he left there and went to Celtic and applied his trade and now he's got another chance in the Premier League again where he, at Leicester and He's really got them playing a really attacking style and not too not too different from the year they, I think it was 2016 when they won. Um, but they're just exciting to watch the players and they've got that Telemans in the middle as well. He's a class and they, they did it all without um, Madison as well. So, you know, Where are you tipping them, Liam, to finish? Let's get everyone's tips. I don't, I don't quite think that they're in the leagues of... The top four. I think they're they're more top six, maybe fifth or sixth. Um, however, I think if they can push the the other teams that are in and around them, they may have a chance with top four. But I think they're just going to finish just outside in fifth. I'm going to put them. Con fifth. So that pushes Arsenal to seventh. Then. Nah, Arsenal's fourth, mate. <laughs> Solid fourth. Back to where we belong. Then that fourth spot. Con, where do you have Leicester? Uh, I th- yeah, to Liam's point, it's either fifth or sixth. If I had to put my, my money on it, I'd say sixth because I'd probably tip Arsenal to finish fifth and I'd say they'd push out to Man United out to seventh. Interesting. I've tipped Leicester to be fifth ahead of fifth. Man United and I've got Arsenal in third and Tottenham in fourth. Arsenal in... Jeez. We Where will get you going. You blokes a are as, on as a track. I never, oh, said, hang on. I never <laughs> said third. I never said third. I said Arsenal for fourth. I'm happy with the fourth. Pat's, Pat's gone over the top and pushed them up. Pat, the you third. can't even Jesus. win an away game. How are you going to finish third? Hey, hey, we won the first away game of the season, mate, at Newcastle. One zip. Anyone can win at Newcastle. They got Steve Bruce as uh, the manager. That's not the point. Not the point, mate. We're still we're still got to win away from home this year. That's one win in how many away? We've only played three. One out of three is not bad. Season, season just started. Let's go back no, to bad season. Well, what's your top four then, Con? Well, top four in in order or just in any oh, sort of oh, top oh, four? Oh no, just how about you tell them backwards? Of course, in order. Come on, <laughs> tell us your top four: uh, Liverpool, City, Spurs, and Chelsea. <laughs> so you got Spurs? Yes. Yeah, so okay. I'm saying Spurs have a better squad. 
Spurs have a better squad for, than for two Arsenal. more months. Than Arsenal. They have for many years, whether you want to admit it or not. They have a better squad than Arsenal. If they are able to maintain as they have for the last couple of years, they will finish third. They will certainly finish above Arsenal in my eyes. Bullshit. So, so, so that's a lot of rubbish. <laughs> so, Liam, Liam raised a very good question. What about Chelsea? We haven't got Chelsea. Yeah, where do you, and, where do you and, think Chelsea uh, I can't remember if I had Chelsea fifth or Leicester fifth, but, but both had of them Leicester are fifth, fifth or sixth. Um, yeah, so Chelsea and Leicester, similar spot there, fifth or sixth. Yeah, but that's because you two deluded blokes are uh, determined to put Arsenal in the four, even though you haven't been in the four for how many years? No one's counting. Lost count, exactly. Hey, can't rest, you stop bringing rest, up Arsenal? We're, we're trying to think a show. Yeah, we're trying to talk about we'll, some other teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep bringing them up. <laughs> Just a quick break from the show to ask you for your help. It's a simple equation. The bigger and more popular the show gets, the better we can make it for you. So please help us by liking and sharing on Twitter at WT underscore football and Facebook at WT football podcast. Now back to the show. Alexis at the back post, but it's Messi! Are you kidding me? This is off the charts again! Brilliant from Messi! He can do it! Whatever you need, a fireman! Messi's to mind the call! So, uh, who the football said that segment where I'm going to play a clip and Connor Liam are trying to guess who said it and what it's about. I've got three clips, boys, of increasing difficulty levels. So we'll start Excellent. off quite, quite easy. And uh, we'll get harder. That's what increasing difficulty means for those listening at home. Here we go. Aston Villa, uh, when they got relegated a few years ago, they were in that scenario where things were progressively falling apart and getting worse. They end up getting relegated. And, and then it takes them a couple of years to bounce back up. And, and I hope that they're able to put all that behind them and learn from all that. This Newcastle team are showing similar signs to me. Well, it's obviously someone talking about Newcastle being down the bottom. That's um, I'll one point to Liam. <laughs> I know who that is. It's uh, I'm horrible with the English accent. To be to be fair, they oh all sound God. the same to me. We <laughs> play for Aston Villa. Oh my God! Not is that worth half a point? I know who um, that is. It's bloody... Oh, my gosh. I don't know who it is. Uh, <laughs> I've got my one point. I know exactly who that is. He's on He's on Optus constantly. Oh, I can never picture his bloody face. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what I'm does he look get... like on? Describe him, and I might give you half a point. Describe him kind of a squarish-looking face. He's got plenty of, <laughs> square, plenty of hair. Brown he was a hair. midfielder. He was a midfielder. What, what colour hair? He's got brown hair. I know who it is. I know exactly what, 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 what colour eyes. Oh, my goodness. So, well, I, I know he's got uh, Look light deep skin. Into his eyes, Look deep into his eyes and picture them. <laughs> it's worth uh, half a point. I know, I know exactly who that is. That's why it's pissing me off. But Last anyway. few seconds. I can't get his name. Mate, well, baby brain. Baby brain. Square head, baby brain doesn't get you the point. It is Andy Peacock. Oh. It is Andy Peacock, yes, talking about how Newcastle reminds him of Aston Villa, where they're just lurching from one. Is that who you thought it was, Connor? 
No, that's not who I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his eyes. They're looking at me. <laughs> I wonder whose eyes you were thinking of. He's got but... the same voice as someone else. That's oh, on the... Lord. You know, I'm going to search who the hell that was. Radio. Now, the second one, just that little bit harder. All year without a goal, and now two. Yeah, uh, that's what I try to do. My first job is to defend. Then if I have the opportunity to go forward and help the team, better. So we're trying to get the player that was being interviewed, not the interviewer. Do you want to have, have another listen? Yes, please. Yes. All year without a goal, and now two. Yeah, uh, that's what I try to do. My first job is to defend. Then if I have the opportunity to go forward and help the team, better. So, someone that has just scored two goals this weekend without and hasn't scored any before this game. I didn't even look at the results. Or I looked at the results, but I didn't see anyone score two. Mm. Give us a sec, Pat. Just thinking. <laughs> looking up, looking up in the in the apps in the background. No, no, I will. I'll never cheat. I, I will give give a few scored clues out two. if you like. They scored, yeah, he scored two on the weekend, or he scored two in two weeks, maybe. No, two in in the game just happened this round. Is it someone from Leicester? It is, yes. No. It is someone from Leicester. So I know Vardy got two. He sounds. It's not Tillemans. It no, it's not Tillemans. Is it Tillemans? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Indeedy. Oh, okay. Indeedy, no, it's not. It's not Indeedy. Oh. The guy sounds like he's South American or something. Oh, it's a Yogi Ricardo Pereira. It's uh, Leo. Yogi Perez. <laughs> Leo with the points. Oh, the points. Did he score two, did he? Two points, but the final one. Yeah, did he score? Are you he sure he scored two? two I think he scored, he scored two in two weeks. Yes. Not two in, on Saturday. Let me just listen to it again. All year without a goal, and now two. Yeah, uh, that's what I try to do. My first job is to defend. All year without a goal, and then two. Yeah, yeah and then two, two games in two, two weeks. Because weeks, he scored last week or the week before. Yeah, he scored really? last week. Oh, He's well, in my fantasy well. team, I know, mate. Oh, good. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you only get one point then, Liam, because he only yeah, scored look. one goal. And I, just to make me look a little bit less humiliated with that one. Um, <laughs> okay, so it is one all. No, what do you mean one all? It's 2-0. It's 2-0. Yeah. No, no, it's 2-0. It's 1-all. It's 2-0. No, what are you talking about? Two, Piss off, it is Rewind. You're still, you still looking, you still rewind looking rewind into that bloke's eyes, mate. <laughs> Re, rewind the tape. It is 2-0 to Liam. that guy's eyes. You can see his face, Andy Peacock. Pat. Pat, I've been recording this entire conversation, mate. He played, he played in the midfield for Aston Villa. I know Con, I do, have, I do have some good news for you, Con. It's 2-0 to Liam, but the good news is the last one is actually worth three points. Oh, it is one Liam point, lose one point for guessing what they're talking about and two points for guessing who is talking because I don't expect anyone to get it. In well, fact, who, As long as it's not a person with an English accent, I could be in here. Well, seeing it's English football, you probably <laughs> got to struggle, Ian. But let's give it a go. Well, the last one was Perea, so I was good. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
Well, 10 out of 10 to Danny Ings for, for pressing the ball here as it's not back to the goalkeeper. Well, they're talking about the situation when Danny Ings presses, Lloris wins it and scores the goal because Lloris is retarded. Exactly. That's exactly, oh, the words yeah, I would that's exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> yes, good one. So Liam's on three points, but I would give five points if anyone can guess who actually <laughs> is. Five! Talking. It's gone out to <laughs> five. You're, des- you're desperate for me to lose here. Uh, I just know Con will never get it. In is fact, it I- I'll give, I'll give four Begley? points. Is it Jim Beglin? No, it's not. I'll give you one Play last it again. Listen. Play it again. Yeah, can we listen? 10 out of 10 to Danny Ings for, for pressing the ball here as it's not back to the goalkeeper. Oh, I know that voice. Yeah. Out of all the English voices I do, I can see it in his eyes. He always see his eyes. They're looking back at me. (laughs) Since he's got a thick uh, Scottish accent. 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 (laughs) Oh, man. These bloody commentators will be the death of me. Uh, I don't know. Let's chuck it out there. Let's go with the... Ali McCoist. No. Are you going to hazard a guess, Liam? Uh, you wouldn't have a clue, mate. I no. don't know the guy's I, name. I told you this got progressively harder. And this wasn't I know hard. This name. was a guy called Davey Proven. No, I no idea who that oh, is. Bloody yeah. never would have guessed that. No. I didn't even know that guy existed. But that's that's a name he said he was. Unless he was and he commentates, almost, he commentates yeah. quite a lot on those games. Yeah, it's a it's a voice I've heard a lot. So you just must go and go go in one ear out the other. Oh, with an accent. Oh, oh, there, the That's right. Ah, dollar, dollar. Make it rain on. Hey, hey. Hey. Who the F is that? It's Con segment where Con gives us some clues and we try and guess the person before the clues are up. And you guys can play along at home. So Con, this is a big end of the month segment where I think I'm only single digits well, behind I'll Liam. I'll tell you right? what you're on. I'll tell you what you're on, Pat. You're right. It is a massive one. Liam could close out and be champion for August and September. You're sitting on a paltry 10 points. Liam is currently on 20 points. So I'm not sure how you're going to do this, Pat. But it's uh, it's going to require a near-perfect round from you. So are we ready? I'm excited. It's good to be out in front. Excited? I think I'm out in front in the previous section as well. <laughs> Liam's a little bit on fire over here. So I tell you what, boys, get your engines ready. Get your football brain ticking over because these two are going to stump you. And after my, uh, or after your poor performances last week, where I basically had to give 19 clues before either one of you even guessed. I mean, it's just shocking. I saw some uh, feedback from the viewers. It was not very complimentary of the two of you. So pick it up, boys. Pick <laughs> Does it up. that mean you're going to give us some easier clues? Yeah, look, I have I have tried to uh, lower the levels here to accommodate my uh, my panel. So here we go. Player number one. I was born the 23rd of February, 1981. I'm a former English professional footballer and last played as a midfielder for an EFL championship club named West Bromwich 
Albion. Now, that is quite a first clue, considering I normally just give you the date of birth. Yes. Midfielder for West Brom. A midfield. No one at the moment. No one? All right, no one. So that's nine, one down, nine to go. I might just, can I just chuck a guess out, Ian Wright? No. Why is there always an Arsenal uh, player that's guessed first? Well, last time we didn't guess an Arsenal player, it turned turned out that it was... I think Liam's talking about the midfielder, Ian Wright. You know that one, Pat? Well, you know, he may have played oh, really? the number 10 role at West He may have played the number 10 role. <laughs> All right, clue number two. As a former England international, I made 653 Premier League appearances. I played for a number of clubs, including but not limited to Aston Villa, Manchester City, Everton, West Brom, and a couple of others. Can you run through those clubs again, please? Aston Villa, Manchester City, Everton, and West Brom, making a total of 653 Premier League appearances. Jeez. Mm. A midfielder. Looks like we got them here, guys. They're struggling again. These are pretty good clues. We're going to go three, two, one. Got to move on. As I said, 653 Premier League appearances makes me the highest or puts me at number one in the most number of appearances in the Premier League. So I'm not a small player. I have the most number of appearances in the Premier League out of any other player. I'm going to shoot myself after this one comes out that I can't guess this. I feel like I should know this kind of stat. Yes, exactly. You are embarrassing us with this one, Tom. (laughs) I aim to please, Pat. I aim to please. I will give you another clue. I was shocked to see who is the highest uh, Premier League appearance player, FYI. Okay, on to clue number four. I have made a total, (laughs) and it's all about appearances here, guys, so it's still rolling in. I've made a total of 827 senior appearances across my career and scored a total of 67 goals throughout my career. Is it Gareth Barry? Hey! Oh, no. <laughs> nice Love one, you. sir. On clue number four, gives you six points. Oh, no. Great guess. It is definitely going down to the wire. I'll just rattle off the rest of the stats. I played 53 times for my country, scoring three goals and represented England at the Euro 2000 and FIFA 2010 World Cup. I have won the English Premier League, Inter Toto Cup and FA Cup. 
I captain Aston Villa, and I am eighth in Garrett the all-time Barry. list of appearances. I joined Manchester City for a fee of twelve million, where I won the FA Cup in two thousand and eleven and the Premier League the following season. I was very close to joining Liverpool, where to many Liverpool fans, the amusement Zabi Alonso was being sold in order to complete my transfer. I am Gareth Barry. Well done, Pat. That puts you right back in the mix on 16 points and Liam on 21 points. And I will put a disclaimer in. There is a massive five-point bonus question at the end of this segment. So stand by. A five-point bonus question. Oh, this, trust me, this is not an easy question. So, if you do get it, it's worth every bloody point. All right, well done. So, sixteen plays twenty. Player number two, join in, viewers and listeners. Make sure you listen closely and put your guesses in. All right. I was born on the thirtieth of January, nineteen eighty-one. I'm a former English professional footballer who played as a striker. Ian Wright. No. It's minus five <laughs> for guessing the same person twice. Well, it wasn't him the first time, so I've got to guess him the second one. Any guesses, Pat? Um, yeah, I do want to make a guess. Go I for will it, say Michael Owen. No. He's already been on. We've already level, had him on. Minus yeah, five they, for you. They don't put it past Con to put the same player on there <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, I can be sneaky like that. I was capped 42 times by the England national team between 2005 and 2010, scoring 22 goals for my country and appearing at two World Cups. Wayne Rooney. Eh. Two World Cups, 42 times. Um, Dion Dublin. No. I began my playing career as a trainee at Tottenham Hotspur without making a single appearance. Well, that's of no use to two Arsenal fans. should know your closest Mm. rivals. I hate them with a passion and everything about them. I've heard that before about someone I do know. Um, Tottenham trainee. No, just going to no, keep yes. going, Con. No. no worries. Three No. I am one of 28 players to have scored 100 or more Premier League goals. So he's in a bit of an elite category. I'm one of 28 players to have scored 100 or more Premier League goals. Silence. Viewers, listeners, I can hear you all shouting the answers ahead of these two, so we'll move on to clue number five. 
I hold the record for the most headed goals in Premier League history. No, Quinn. Nope. No. Ooh. Ooh, that opens it up. Liam, any guesses? Andy Carroll? No, no. Thought you had it there for a second. I have played no less. I have played no less than for 13 clubs across my playing career, oh. making 599 appearances and scoring 145 goals. This is clue number six. What was the amount of clubs you just said? 13. Jesus. Uh, Peter Crouch. Yay! Oh, damn it. Patrick does it again. <laughs> Bloody hell. Hang on. One, we go to a tiebreaker. Three, four, five, six. I believe he gets four points. You guys are level. This has never happened in who the Am I on 20 or 21? This is a momentous occasion. A first-time tiebreaker at 20 all. Wow, wow, wow. Gee, the, 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 the listeners are being rewarded to staying with us to the late stages of this podcast. Pat, you have really come to the form. It's taken you two months, but we're finally seeing the real Patrick Gilbert stand up. It, it is none other than Peter Crouch. Took me a while to shake off the uh, controversy of two weeks ago, but I'm back. (laughs) For the interest of our listeners, I'll just finish off the last three clues. I have won a Football League First Division FA Cup, was a runner-up in the Champions League and the FIFA World Club Cup. Uh, I have a total appearances of 735 and scored 205 goals. I've scored a number of bicycles, kicks, and and I am famous for my robot celebration. (laughs) I am... Peter Crouch. Okay, so guys, here are the rules. We go into the tiebreaker. You are locked at 20 apiece. Pat firmly hands the momentum, but this question is not an easy question. If you can guess what this tournament was about, I called it, I spoke about it earlier in one of the first, or in the first player segment that we had. And you need to tell me what replaced this cup and when. So there's a number of ways in which you can score points here, and I'll give them to you as we go along. So the question is, what was the Intertoto Cup? (laughs) Pat, I'm expecting you to know this a little bit more than Liam. Oh, man, the Intertoto Cup. Was that the former European Champions Cup? Oh, yes, sorry, European Cup Winners Cup. Ooh, no. It was not. So I'll give you the opening. I'll give you what this cup was, and then I will tell you, and then I want you to then guess what year it was actually discontinued. Okay, I'll give you a clue of the range of that year, and you guys can have a pop. So, 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 so your question was the what was it? So, yes. so well, what, what was, is it? What has it become? 
what was so that what did that tournament what when that tournament was created because it's been around for a number of years until it was actually discontinued what so was it, it actually now the, for it's now like the the Europa League isn't it no it's not okay. very tricky so originally it was called the International Football Cup and it was a summer football competition for European clubs that had not qualified for one of the major UEFA competitions, the Champions League, the UEFA Cup, or the Cup Winners' Cup. So it was, the, it was a UEFA competition that was actually a formal competition, so not friendlies, for those that didn't actually qualify for any of the major competitions. So you'll find teams like West Ham that had played in it. Now, my next question is, what year was this cup discontinued? And I can tell you that it happened after the year 2000. Oh, 2002. Yes, so, no. The Intertotal Cup. It would have been around the, I think about 2011. Ooh, you are close, Pat. You are close, but no. 2008. Uh, All right, this is the tiebreaker. It's a very tricky one. <laughs> Not meant to be easy. So, with this competition, when it got discontinued, right, so they pulled it, pulled the pin, there was, or it was then used, essentially, to go into some sort of qualification for a specific cup. What was that cup? The Europa League. We have a winner. But I said that two quick losers ago. I said it's now become the Europa League. It hasn't become the Europa League. So what, what, what it was, it hasn't become the Europa League. They effectively cancelled that cup because it no longer had any um, relevance in terms of teams not qualifying at all. So the qualification process of the Europa League changed and it became that part of the competition, but well, not all the actual Europa League. That I want. What did happen, Pat, <laughs> was you've unfortunately lost by one point after a great comeback. <sighs> this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The crowd goes wild. The listeners go wild. They're chanting his name. You can hear his name all around the stadium, around the world. <laughs> Patrick Gilbert. <laughs> I like that. It was a so, it was a great comeback. One of the best segments we've had all year, and well done, mate, for finishing second. Well, I'm glad glad I made it good for everyone except for me. Now, <laughs> we I mentioned earlier in the podcast we have we on the eve of the Arsenal Manchester United game at Old Trafford. So, Con, I'd like you as a neutral to give your predictions and your thoughts on the game tomorrow morning. Predictions and thoughts, I'll keep it brief. It'll be a tight game. Arsenal's record at Old Trafford is absolutely garbage. United's record currently at Old Trafford is pretty poor. So I'm sorry, lads, but this is going to end in a dull draw. Is it going to be scoreless? What's the score going to be? Um, I can see it easily. You know, both defenses aren't the strong side. So guess that there will be a goal or two. Um, I'll go for a uh, a one-one draw. What do you think, Liam? 
Look, we haven't won at Old Trafford since 2006. 2006. <laughs> but wow, like like Connell says, we actually did win there in the FA Cup the other year, but that doesn't really count because it's not a league game. But I just, I think this is the year that we finally do it. This like man, this Man United team at the moment are not really playing that well, nor are we. But I just think we can. We have them covered across the park for the first time, and they're vulnerable. So I think we win this two-one. Wow, I have gone for two-all draw with the Bamiyang scoring and James scoring for Manchester United. I just think we we had so much trouble with Delafeu a couple of weeks ago on that left wing, and I think James is just going to cause havoc cutting in like he loves to do because Maitland Niles doesn't doesn't seem to learn that trick and he's and he's James gonna get a lot of shots from the area he likes just outside the box on his right. Um hopefully Bellerin can play a bit. He looked there was great to see Bellerin back in the team as a, as well as Tierney playing. I don't think um Bellerin plays I think he played ninety minutes for the twenty threes last night, so that yeah. pretty much rules him out of any game time. So. Correct. That would definitely rule him out. Did Tierney play out of interest? No. No, he did not, which means he's either on the bench or starting. So good news there. Very interesting. So, yeah, 2-2 draw for me and a 2-1 win for Liam and a 1-0 draw with Colin. We'll see how we go with that. They're your predictions. Pretty, You guys will get them too late to put any money on them, but you can hit this laugh at us in hindsight. Um, so speaking of laughing at us and giving us a bit of feedback, laugh at us and on Twitter at WT underscore football. Give us some feedback on Facebook at WT football podcast. Always keen to hear how quickly you guess the who the football am I and who the football said that. Um, and also just keen to get some good ideas and, and general feedback on how we can make the show better. But It's time for us to be off. Thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week. See you, boys. See you, boys. See you next week, and go the Gunners. Go the Gunners. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember to help us make the show bigger and better for you by supporting us just by liking and sharing on Twitter at WT underscore football or Facebook at WT Football Podcast. See you next week.